The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join angel communicator, Reiki master, and QHHT hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman, for stories from real people who have experienced real-life angel encounters. Hello and welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. In this episode... I have an email from Colleen, who listened to Jim Harold's campfire and heard me on that episode, that particular episode in question, talking about my very haunted house here, here in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, Colleen heard me mention about this podcast, plus my other podcast, which is called Radiate Wellness, the podcast. Um, heard me talking about that on Jim Harold's show and immediately started listening and really loved it. And she even sent me her own story. Now, the story is very private and very personal. And she opted instead of telling it live or telling it in a recorded way on this show, she opted to have me read it instead. And I hope you will understand. Now, if the thought of menstruation makes you a bit squeamish. Or if talking about possible miscarriages is very triggering for you, you might want to skip to the end um, because this is an intensely personal type of story. But it's really good. And so I wanted to bring it to you in its entirety. I will jump in occasionally with a few personal notes, but this is Colleen's story and these are her words. A little backstory here that will make sense later. The summer of 2010, I decided that I wanted to find a pair of denim bib overalls like I wore in the late 80s or early 90s. In 2010, before online shopping was widespread, it was hard to find something out of style in stores. I remembered that we passed an Oshkosh Bagosh outlet on our way to our annual August week of vacation in Minnesota, and I hoped I could convince my husband to stop. He's very motivated to make good time, though, so we didn't. Okay, here's my little editorial aside. I had a pair of denim bib overalls in the uh, probably the early to mid-80s. I also had a pair of bright yellow overalls, and those were so cool. At least I thought they were cool. All right, back to the story. During our vacation week, which that year was just me, my husband, and our youngest son, I kept my eye out for overalls when we went into town, but I never saw a pair. When the week ended, we prepared to return to Illinois. My husband likes to get an early start on the day we drive home, so we woke at 4.30 a.m. I discovered that morning that I had gotten my period. I wasn't necessarily expecting it during the vacation, but I packed some supplies just in case, or I had some in my purse. I used a super tampon just to be on the safe side for the drive, even though my periods were light for the first day. 
After we had been driving for a while, I began to cramp. The cramping seemed stronger than regular menstrual cramps, and I started to feel my body actively pumping out the blood. I asked my husband to stop at the next gas station. We were still so far north that the road was only a dark two-lane highway. The sun was just beginning to come up when we pulled into a gas station. Since we were out in the middle of nowhere, the gas station parking lot was empty at that hour. While my husband filled our tank and our son snoozed in the back seat, I ran to find the bathrooms. The attendant behind the counter looked sleepy like I'd woken him up. I entered the women's restroom and was happy to see a clean bathroom with two stalls and a proper sink area. Both stall doors were open, and I entered the nearest one. I discovered then that I was bleeding into my clothing. When I removed my tampon, a scary amount of blood came out and splashed onto the floor. I was shocked and scared. I wondered if I needed to get medical help or if it was just a really heavy period. I also began to wonder how I was going to clean the floor. I didn't want to leave a mess for the next woman to find. I figured I would get changed, then try to clean the floor with wet paper towels. At that point, a woman's voice asked, Are you okay? I was more than a little surprised to hear the voice because I thought I was alone. The voice was coming from the next stall whose door had been ajar. I realized that whoever she was, she could see the mess under the divider. I'm not sure, I answered, probably sounding shaky. While I got myself back together as much as possible, I heard the other bathroom occupant come out of her stall and walk to the sinks. When I came out of my stall, I saw a, a tall, curvaceous, tan, and very blonde woman standing next to the sinks and looking at herself in the mirror. I'm having a problem, I started to explain. I'm going to go out to my car and get some clothes, and I'll clean up the floor when I come back. The woman looked at me in the mirror with a kind expression on her face and said, Don't you worry, I'll clean it up. I looked at her in amazement, not just for her offer, but because of her appearance. Her very bright, golden hair was separated into two thick braids, which were wrapped and pinned around her head. She was, like I said, very strong and muscular-looking, and her skin, I swear, looked like it was tinged with gold. Aside from her gorgeous hair and physique, the other noticeable thing was that she was wearing, you guessed it, denim bib overalls. I tried not to stare as I dried my hands. That's so nice of you, I said, but you don't have to do that. I had been working in a doctor's office for years at that point and was well aware that a person needed gloves, a mask, and protective eyewear to clean up someone else's blood. Don't you worry, she said, straightening her braids in the mirror. I used to work in a girl's dormitory, and there's nothing I haven't seen. Not sure what to say, I just smiled and replied, Thanks, but I'll be right back. I ran to the car got a pair of underwear and shorts out of the giant, dirty laundry bag, told my husband what was going on, then dashed back into the bathroom. When I opened the door, the bathroom was empty. When I opened the stall where I'd been, the floor was completely clean. I stopped in my tracks, trying to understand how the woman 
could have cleaned the bathroom that quickly and left. I changed my clothes, wrapped my bloody clothes in uh, paper towels and dropping the bundle into the garbage. I noticed that there were only a few clean-looking paper towels at the bottom. How had the mysterious woman cleaned up that mess? I decided that I needed to find her and thank her. When I came out again, my husband was waiting with a cup of coffee for me. I took it gratefully and asked if he had seen where the tall blonde woman in overalls had gone because I needed to thank her. He looked confused and said that he hadn't seen anyone at all. I walked over to the cashier and asked him the same question, thinking that maybe the woman was an employee. He looked at me and said that my husband and I were the only people he'd seen in the gas station in a while. I think I might have asked something like, are you sure? Because he looked at me like I was crazy. So Christy, my only conclusion is that I have a very tall, beautiful, blonde guardian angel and she wears overalls. It's a story I will never forget. I also wonder in retrospect if I was having an early miscarriage and she came to help me through it. The fact that she was wearing overalls was possibly a quote-unquote wink from the universe to tell me that, to let me know actually that I was having an otherworldly experience. The fact that she mentioned working in a girl's dormitory also caused me to speculate that maybe she specialized in coming to the aid of women in various stages of miscarriage. Maybe she is not just my guardian angel, but is called to specific situations. Thanks for gathering the angel stories for everyone who believes in such things. I'm glad I found a woman to share the story with. Take care, Colleen. Well, very interesting story. You know, angels come in many different forms, not just the very large winged light beings that many of us tend to associate with how angels would look. But angels can come in very normal-seeming packages. And like this um, listener said, Colleen said, you know, maybe they'll have kind of a wink for us from the universe. You were thinking of denim overalls? Here's an angel with denim overalls, just so you know that this is really for you. Now, I don't know if, if you were like me when I first read this story. I thought, oh, this woman actually left her overalls neatly folded up on the sink, but no, that was not the end of the story, but that would have been cool. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the story. Yes, it's a bit um, personal, and if you have had a similar situation, you know how terrifying it can be if uh, perhaps you're having an early miscarriage. Um, anyway, I just thought it was a, a remarkable story and wanted to share. You just never know. So, you know, I think this is a good lesson to just keep your eyes open. And, you know, you can either think of such seemingly miraculous things as a miracle or as a crazy coincidence. Of course, it could be both as well. But I always choose to think of the miracle. Next up, we have some world events. 
Several episodes ago, you may remember that I did an episode geared toward Ukraine. I tapped into Spirit to find out what they had to say, and I believe I even channeled some of the angels that were overseeing the situation there in Ukraine, that is, of Russian aggression against a peaceful, sovereign nation. So, as you may remember from that episode, in which I did channel, um, I believe it was an archangel, who had some very lovely messages to offer in terms of protection and hope concerning this action in Ukraine. But also that I had interviewed uh, Michael J. Lichens in one of the previous episodes. And we talked all about angels because this guy is a researcher on angels for the Catholic Church and writes extensively about angels and angelic presences. And we talked about principalities that do govern over regions, such as cities, towns, villages, but also states, nations, and nation-states. So these principalities are above the archangels in the angelic realm, and their sole job is to protect regions. Now, I know that you know many of you are probably thinking, well, but isn't there war in Ukraine? Yes, there is war in Ukraine. And haven't things happened that were just terrible in the world? Nuclear bombs and holocaust. Yes, of course. Now, the thing is that angels cannot stop these things. They can help mitigate. They cannot interfere in our lives. So they cannot go in and say, okay, no, this Holocaust thing, no, this is not going to happen. No, this war of aggression, that's not going to happen. They can't do that because our free will cannot be violated. However, they can help make it not as bad. They can help anchor the energies and kind of protect us and put a put a bubble of God's light around it so it's not as bad as it could be, which I, you know, I, I do appreciate that, I have to say. So in Ukraine, this situation has been going on for, what, like about two months? Well, in March, people started reporting sightings of, quote-unquote, luminous angels. Now, if you go out and Google angel sighting Ukraine, you're going to see in Google images a bunch of different images that, quite frankly, most of them are photoshopped. But there are some that, uh, they really look like angels in the clouds. I'm not going to lie. And so uh, people started reporting this in the beginning of March. And the leader of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, in fact, said that many people had told him that they had seen luminous angels over the land of Ukraine. And this was, I'm going to butcher the name, so I'm prepared to receive letters and comments on social media. Major Archbishop Sviatoslav Shevchuk <laughs> actually put out a vis- video message that was recorded on March 4th in Kiev. And Kiev's, fun fact, Kiev's patron saint is St. Michael the Archangel, who, you may remember, is the patron saint of soldiers, of firefighters, of police. Basically, anyone needing courage and strength, Michael's your guy. 
But also Michael is a patron saint. Well, he's he's a saint for everybody. He's kind of the leader of the archangels. If there's anything you need and you don't know which archangel to call, ask for Michael because he'll get the right one on the job. Think of him like a building super. But anyway, Archangel Michael being the patron saint of of uh, Kiev was pretty um, pretty indicative of how much they are protected. Of course, Archangel Michael is not a principality. He is a, an archangel. But as I said, he'll get the right one on the job for whatever you need. So in fact, this um, leader of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church said, here in Kiev, we perceive that the patron of our city is the Archangel Michael, who with the cry, who is like God, cast into the abyss Lucifer, the one who rose up against God's truth and was the leader of the diabolical armies. We perceive today that the Archangel Michael, together with the whole heavenly host, is fighting for Ukraine. So many people from throughout Ukraine are turning to me, saying that they saw luminous angels over the land of Ukraine. And in that video, he adds, Today we pray, O Archangel Michael and all the powers of heaven, fight for Ukraine. Cast down that devil who is attacking us and killing us, bringing devastation and death. Such a powerful message. And social media users had shared unverified images purporting to show cloud formations resembling angels in Kiev. And this association with Kiev, of course, the capital of Ukraine, um, and Archangel Michael dates back to the medieval times. And um, this saint was featured prominently on seals of the grand princes connected with the you know, starting of Kiev. In fact, the city's coat of arms depicts Archangel Michael with his flaming sword and shield and uh, a statue of him stands on the, the gates in Independence Square. Now, I, I should add that sightings of angels have been reported in other wars as well. The Angel of Mons, which was said to have protected British soldiers during World War, First, World War I's Battle of Mons in Belgium in 1914. And that story captured the British public's imagination and still is of interest today. So I'm looking now at a photo of one of these cloud formations of Archangel Michael. Um, and yeah, it, it looks really like, um, you know what, I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put some links in the show notes. See what you think. The jury may be out. I don't know. People see things in clouds that maybe they want to see. But I've, I'm, I have such a strong belief in angels that I definitely, when I see these things, I do believe that it's an angel. And I do think some of these photos look legit. So we can always ask for angels to protect us. We can all summon angels to go uh, to Ukraine or wherever, wherever else we feel like we need them to go protect them. I will also add, if you um, go and check out some of these uh, cloud formations, there's a lot of naysayers who want to tell us it's not happening, that it's not true. But you know what? The truly faithful, we know. We know. So it's kind of a brief message. 
I think it's kind of important that we know that angels are watching over us and are with us. So I get my information from catholic.org, also from the ncregister.com, as well as, where's that other website, christianitynews.net. All right. That's it for this episode of Real Life Angel Encounters. If you enjoy this podcast, which I hope you do, please tell your friends. Please share this podcast. Now, that does two things. First of all, um, the more people know about it, the more people we have listening, and that boosts our numbers. The second thing is the more people we have listening, we have more people sending in really great stories emailing me saying, hey, Christy, have you heard of this? Or emailing me, and this is my biggest hope, is, hey, Christy, I had this unbelievable thing happen to me. And then I will offer the opportunity to record it. Or sometimes um, if the person doesn't want to record it, I will read it. And that's fine, too. But the object is to provide real-life angel encounters. So please do spread the word. And if you wouldn't mind right now, because I know you're listening to this podcast right now, please, whatever you're listening on, whether it's Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or podcast app of your choice, please pound that like, subscribe, or follow button. Just smash it now, please. And that way you will be notified every time that there's a new episode and it'll boost our numbers and our algorithms. So if you're searching for Angel Podcasts, we hopefully will pop up toward the top. Also, if you wouldn't mind, give us a little thumbs up, a like, maybe a positive review if you're on Apple Apple Podcasts. That also really, really helps. And then, if you like podcasts and if you're listening now, I know you do, check out the other podcast that I'm the host of, and that's called the Radiate Wellness Podcast. It drops every Tuesday morning, and there's all kinds of amazing guests on there, filmmakers, practitioners, doctors, uh, holistic coaches, um, spiritual guests, ministers, artists, all kinds of people who help you to radiate what you want to radiate in life. So I hope you'll turn tune into that as well. It's on all the major podcast apps. Anyway, that's it for now, and tune in next week. Bye. A special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. <laughs>